Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe DiBiase. I have had Bill's brunch invites. Why is anybody calling it brunch? It's breakfast. Is it at brunch if you just have mimosas? Brunch doesn't start until at earliest 10. Is it more about the drink or is it more it's strictly about the time? I can't have a mimosa at 6 o'clock at night and say it's brunch. Breakfast is a Monday to Friday thing. Says, you know, you <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're, we're eliminating. Yes. Now I can't even have breakfast on weekends? <laughs> I think brunch might be beyond time now. There's a guy that had a salad in a movie theater. I don't know that you should be trusted. All sports. All the time. And apparently a little food talk too. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I need to see first half highlights. I missed the first half of the Niners and the Lions. Yeah? Yeah. What were you doing? Putting children to bed. Mm. Oh, wait, wait that, yeah, that's right. That would make sense. Yeah, putting children to bed. No, but it wasn't just that. Like It was going to mm. be a pause it and go back and watch it and catch up during halftime, and that'd be fine, right? Sure. But did you like open the, Did you put the TV on oh, and yeah. it was already in the third quarter and you saw the score? By the, well, an event happened at bed that made it really unlikely I was going to do the whole, all right, I'll catch up over time. Okay. It, it was, hey, we're doing bed. Everyone's close to sleep. All right, here we go. And child sits up, and there's projectile vomit. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, this no. is going to be a delay. Oh, no. Yeah. So that that turned into like, well, you know what? I'm probably not going to catch up. 24-7 Lions, let's go. Yeah. So if I'm watching the highlights here in the first half. Man, I'll tell yeah, you. They, they open touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal. Like They, they came out firing. Yeah, I can't believe people are so upset with Dan Campbell's fourth down call at the end of the half. Oh, wait, we're only doing the second half calls? Right. He kicked a field goal. No one's mad about that one, right? That was the right call to take the points, or was that the wrong call to take the points? Or what's, How do we do this? I saw a lot of people upset. Of course, everyone's upset. It's the talk of the country. Mm-hmm. The talk of football with Dan Campbell's fourth downs. Not that many pointing out that he did take the points in the first half. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if they had four more points? We're not. We don't do well, that one. Well, by the uh, the simple math, they would have won the game because they lost by three. Yes. So. Uh, interesting. Is anybody doing that with the simple math? I am doing uh, at the very least. Uh, went through their schedule and found three wins that they would not have had had they not gone for fourth downs and converted hmm. during the season. Which, by the way, they made the playoffs by three games. I don't. I didn't look. I didn't, look, I didn't go deep enough to look up tiebreakers and whatnot. <laughs> what would have happened had they lost all three of those games? But. Uh, it's possible they might have missed the playoffs had they not been the team that went for fourth downs all year long. Hmm. But, well, hey, it's going to be a long off season. Yep. I don't think. Man, good morning, cheat, and here's the Chiefs again. It's Jeremy and Joe. Good morning. I started to craft this, but I, I'm going to not tweet it because I think people would respond. Dallas, is this the most annoying Super Bowl matchup possible? If you looked at the playoff field prior to the playoffs. Okay, prior da- to the playoffs. Dallas is maybe the only answer here, the most annoying Super Bowl. If you got Kansas City, Dallas, I think that might be worse. Okay. Is, is that a- it, though? I mean, the Eagles, I think, is annoying, but... 
There's no one else out of the AFC that would have been more annoying. No way. I mean, the Steelers would have been real annoying. But like, come on, right? We we, we, we are didn't really think that's possible. Long into or beyond or whatever, the Chiefs being exhausting, exhausting, annoying, horrible. Can I ask a question though? Is there any dynasty ever that is likable no. or like no. where you don't get sick of them? The Warriors. That's the only one for me. For me, they got un. They I, I didn't get sick of them. They got unlikable for me when Durant went there. Um, that didn't phase me. But right, and I know that didn't happen for a lot of people. And they were not like on what. Like I'm, I can't stand watching the Chiefs anymore. The Warriors, even when I hated them, I I would still want to watch them. They were unbelievable to watch. And the Chiefs are just well. The Chiefs have gotten that thing. It's part of being a dynasty, and you know you. Don't make mistakes. You're going to be good. Uh, they've entered the Patriots portion where everybody has brain freeze against them. Everything terrible just yep. starts to happen. Oh, look at that. A fumble at the one-yard line. Meanwhile, the Chiefs did that to the Bills last week. But, oh, Zay Flowers is going to fumble into the end zone. Yes, that's right. Of course, that's going to happen. And there's going to be penalty flags left and right. And a taunting call mm-hmm. as Travis Kelsey laughs and fist pumps in the guy's face. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Great. Great. The Ravens did seem more concerned at some point with just like putting like hitting the Chiefs in the helmet. Yeah. Than than with winning the game. Yeah, they did. Patrick Queen, I noticed for for the whole fourth quarter, Patrick Queen was getting into stuff after the whistle, and I don't even know if he got flagged for it. But that's just kind of where the Ravens felt like they they were mentally yeah. that like they couldn't believe they were about to lose that football game. Well, I hate watch that game. I mean, I had such a an under current of like that that if you could have heard mm-hmm. my brain for the entire game in the AFC championship game you would have just heard a, a grumble a frown on my face I hated watching it I hated watching it and I hate watched it both I don't, I don't know what to make of it what do I do with it I see a lot of I mean there's a lot of I feel better about the bills and I don't have any of that and I don't know what that would be from why do you feel better about the bills what would make you feel worse about the Bills? Well, I guess the reason you would feel better is just, well, nobody can. It's not just that the Bills can't overcome the Chiefs. N- nobody But the reality is can. that lots of teams can overcome them. They just haven't. The Bills can. The Ravens can. The Ravens played a fine game yesterday other than crippling, horrid mistakes. They yeah. were generally fine. The Ravens made more stops than the Bills. The Ravens went up and down the field with explosive plays on the Chiefs a few times. I mean, the, what I looked at in that game was seeing the Ravens get explosive plays against the Chiefs and thinking, I'm so mad the Bills couldn't get any of those. You know, mm. you might look at it and make it about Lamar versus Josh if you want. I made it about the Baltimore Ravens got lots of explosive plays, and the Bills could not get a single one. Like, the idea that when you play the Chiefs, well, Josh Allen just took what was there the whole game and they couldn't get any explosive plays. Well, the Ravens did. Now, of course, some of the Bills were negated because they dropped the ball. Shorefield dropped two, Diggs dropped one, so maybe those are your three explosive plays. But how many how many of the Ravens plays though were while well, they were down by ten? Like in the second half. I don't weren't, know. Were a bunch of them, like the Zay Flowers one where he takes the penalty before he ends up fumbling. Like that's when they're down ten. That like, I don't want to say the Chiefs were in prevent mode, but like where was it early? Because the Ravens started that game and did they had did they have one good drive in the first half? 
Yeah, their first touchdown drive, they got an explosive play. But otherwise, they went three, three and outs, didn't they? Or no, they went three and out. They two, three and outs, and they had a five play drive and a a four play drive that ended in a fumble. So, like, I I think I needed more of it early on. Like, they, they, the, the, the story on Baltimore, I think, this morning is that their offensive coordinator panicked. The running backs, they were the best rushing offense in the league, and the Chiefs were one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Their running backs had six carries. In the first half. Like, I think the story, I thought in the game. Was it just the first half? Okay, sorry, in the game. Um, But you might even be right. I don't have the box score in front of me. Like, I think a lot of the story this morning is that their offensive coordinator completely panicked in that game. They had, yeah, their running backs had six carries in the football game. Total. Like, they completely, and I'm not Mr. Run the Ball, but every play, like, they abandoned it. And maybe that's because the Chiefs were backing up, and they were saying, "You're down by ten. We don't think you're gonna you're gonna drive down on us a couple times." But the problem there would have been that the Ravens would have been right if Zay Flowers just tucked the ball at the one yard line and got them to first and goal at the one instead of feeling like he had to score there. Like that was a mistake by him. But I it, listen. History gets written by the team that ends up winning it. So, like this is four out of five for Mahomes. Like I I think the. The satisfying factor, if there is any for a Bills fan, is that you can't you you feel like you're you've got friends here, right? We're all oh, well, okay. you're all if in you... the same room and you're staring up at the Chiefs again, and it feels like here we go again, Tom Brady. I saw this morning that in the last twenty years there have only been six AFC quarterbacks that have made the Super Bowl. Like what the heck, six AFC quarterbacks? I think the NFC it's like seventeen. Like well, where where if, is any parody? Okay, whatsoever. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy that's like I said. I was mad about the whole game. I'll I'll take the cynical view of that. Okay, you feel better because you're just with everybody else. Okay, then you're just like everybody else. You're not special. No, right. You're not. So, but but well, hold like, on, hold on. There's so nothing feeling, you can do. That feeling better about the Bills involves just being any other team. You're just anybody else. There's them and not them. That's feeling better. Hey, there's other teams yeah. here with you. There aren't other teams. Two teams have beaten that team in the playoffs. The Bucks, who are gone with Tom Brady. Mm. And Joe Burrow did it. Like, what a Bengals Joe fans, Burrow did do it. What a Bengals fan sitting home think? Like, that's fine. We'll get back there. We'll take them out. They, we, probably, no, they probably feel better because they feel like they're, we're the only ones that right, are capable of this. Right. Yeah. And part of what makes me feel worse about the Bills, not their prospects, but just what has happened, is the Chiefs' dynasty here, four out of five, Two of them, they had to go through the Bills, and we don't we feel like the Bills might have let them off the hook? Like, the Bills are half responsible for half of these. Yeah, they Well, are. I shouldn't say that because 13 seconds, the Chiefs actually didn't even go to the Super Bowl. They, you would need the AFC Championship one for the, the first sure, one. Yeah. Sure, Well, they're well, not, they lost they're not responsible for that game. one. Could they be responsible for this one? Because Well, I mean, they could be. They, w- they were in the game. They, they lost the football game, right. right? They did. They did. And they were in position with the ball to potentially take a lead or whatever. Like I said... The they whole, they, the, the they whole, kicked that game. They kicked field goals to, the go, whole, to go down nine. The right, the whole like, situation just has me grumbling. I'm just, I'm just. I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm so miserable about this game, this Ravens game. I wanted Baltimore to win. Now I got to hear for six months, Lamar's not good. Turns out he's not that good. Lamar's not good. Okay, great. That'll be a good time. I hate it all. <laughs> Stupid Chiefs. Bothers me. What are we supposed to do with it? Wait, wait two weeks while Travis Kelsey says nobody believes in them. Kelsey, all right, man. Did he say it last night? I'm sure him. I couldn't watch. Tracy Wolfson in the halftime, not halftime, on-field post-game interview said the words to Patrick Mahomes. I heard that you were told you couldn't win on the road. Who told him that? Not a soul alive told him that. We football fans in this grand world 
dreamed up a situation where perhaps he could play on the road. It'd be nice if he played on the road. He won those games. All right, cool. I still want him to play on the road next time and the time after that. You were told you can't win on the road. <laughs> By whom? Is it whom or who? Doesn't matter. Before 7 a.m. Might be matter. whom. Who told, who told Patrick Mahomes he couldn't win on the road? I've been leading that Patrick Mahomes needs to play on the road for like three years. Never yeah. once said he couldn't win. So here are the Chiefs being told they can't win. It is kind of wild. That were. makes it more annoying that they've actually they won two road games to get to the Super Bowl now. <laughs> that's right. That, may, that makes it tri- triply annoying that they're here and that's how they ended up doing it. I mean... I, I my thought on them making it immediately was I can't, like in my head in my hands like this was supposed to be the bad Chiefs yeah this was supposed to be the bad they scored a touchdown less per game I mean even yesterday I can't even say like well you know that them's the breaks because the Chiefs are just going to get their points right like I've said that for years about them like don't worry about how good you are on defense because you could be the best defense in football you go play Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs he's going to find his way to thirty five this year. That wasn't even true. Yeah. 17. They look- got there with 17? Come on. This cheap. They just happened. The one year they decided to have an elite defense happened to be the year that their offense was down. Perfect timing on that yeah, well, one. Aren't Holy they, aren't cow. They, aren't they next year going to have an elite defense and have an offense that's I, better probably? That's why I really got annoyed and well, depressed about them being in the Super Bowl was thinking about our conversation on Friday about how they have $75 million more in cap than the Bills do. I know they have a couple guys to sign, but either way, they're in great shape. Yep. They can go pay T. Higgins if they want in the offseason, and I like they're going to be better. They're going to be better next year, and it they're, they're in the Super Bowl right now. The Chiefs also, for what it's worth, I thought this was interesting in the second half of that game. Here are their possessions in the second half. Punt, 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 end of game. That was the Chiefs' second half. No, wait, they didn't score any points in the second half? No. Come punt, on, punt, Ravens, punt, punt, man. Punt. End of game. And another thing about the Chiefs in their, that second half that I found super interesting. Their last touchdown was their second drive? That's right. Wow, I did not realize that. Their yeah. last touchdown, I was so mad watching it's the game, another, I didn't realize. let them off the hook. And here's Lamar and the Ravens, who I think are the better team. Yeah. They let them off the hook. The Ravens have to feel like they let them off the hook worse than the Bills. The Bills game-planned and, of course, had injuries on defense, and we can rehash that all we want. The Ravens played fine other than the turnovers. I, I made this uh, – I said this last week about the Bills. Like Although you, there were a lot of punts from the Ravens, too. What was it last week? The Bills had three drives after the final Chiefs points. Yeah. In this game, the, the Ravens, after the final Chiefs touchdown, had nine drives. Man. Terrible. Did they panic? Is running the ball six times panic? I mean, they were moving it in the second half, weren't they? Like well, they went th- on long. They they went on a couple of long drives there. I feel like you've got to make a decision. You either got to say they didn't run it enough, or but this was like an extreme. Well, I understand, version of but not running you enough. moments ago said down ten, the Chiefs are in prevent, which I don't or up ten, which I don't which, right. I don't even know. With. I don't even know if that's true. One right. thing about the second half that jumped out at me. As the Chiefs punted the ball, you want you know what you want to know why they punted every time in the second half because they ran the ball. The Chiefs were running the ball in the second half with no success, yep. and they were committed to running the ball. And they would go run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt. It was wild to watch it happen. Three plays, four yards. Here it is: Pacheco, Pacheco, Mahomes incomplete, short right punt. They, they, the Chiefs got into let's. They probably trusted their defense to close out the game, and they did. They had a great game plan against Lamar. 
They shut down the Ravens. The Ravens did shut down the Chiefs in this game, and it didn't matter. So, ugh. And it's really the Zay Flowers fumbled at the one-yard line. Right. Zay Flowers Man. was cooking that team the whole game. He fumbles at the one. They lose by seven with two turnovers in the end zone. One, a Lamar throw, yep. which was an ill-advised throw, where Gene Steratore came on and told you a thing that happened didn't happen. That was a good time. And the fumble by Zay Flowers into the end zone. I missed that. I had the sound. Oh, yeah. I had the sound. Or not sound. I had people over so that were loud enough where I couldn't hear Gene's well, territory. Well, there may have been a case for pass interference in the end zone as uh-huh. Isaiah Likely was kind of blocked out of the play. Uh, I'm not even really asking for a call there. Steratore said the foul happened after the interception. And then, of course, here's the replay as he's talking, and the foul is definitely happening before the interception. Mm-hmm. So it was a good time. It was a good time. Good when you get your rules analyst to come on and tell you that the thing you're seeing on the screen is not what actually happened. Here's what did happen. Thanks, Gene. Looking forward to you. Who's got the Super Bowl this year? Which which rules Ooh. official has the Super Bowl this year? Should I, <laughs> should I know that? I don't even know who what network has it this year. Is it NBC's turn? No, it's... Oh. Ready for this? Oh, yeah. Gene Steratore. All right. CBS. Gene Steratore working his whatever number yep. Super Bowl to come in a th- uh, thousand times. Good news for you, though. This year, there is an available uh, telecast on Nickelodeon. Great. Maybe there's no uh, is there no Gene on Nickelodeon? I'm sure there can't be Gene on Nickelodeon, they're right? Br- they bring somebody on. For the kids, please, don't put Gene on Snuff- Nickelodeon. Snuffleupagus will come on and tell you why you know it's grounding or something. Maybe he gets like slime dumped on him as he's making a terrible point about why the, a call went the way it did. Anyway, let us know how you're feeling. I'm feeling <laughs> bitter. Bitter and angry and... Blah. I was mad about... Everything that happened yesterday, everything Be- beginning to end. Yeah. I was just not not happy about. I mean, I was already in a bad mood, I guess, after the Chiefs won that game. So maybe there was nothing that would have made me feel good enough after that that I had to watch them in the Super Bowl again. I mean, at least I got someone to root against. I guess now, if the Ravens have been in, it was been oh, cool, good game. I'll I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure I will. Great football game, Chiefs. Now it's like I need I need them to lose. Yeah, I need them to lose. Let's get some calls in, 803-0550. This used to be Buffalo Bills Football Monday. Now it's grumbly. I'm going with grumbly championship Monday. Or I don't know, whatever. It's bitter. The Chiefs defense. They went out and got an elite defense. There are bigger points to be made here about like how the Bills and Chiefs went to 13 seconds, and in that time, mm-hmm. the Chiefs traded their best receiver in the, in, in, in the interest of building a stud defense, and they did it. Yeah, and they did it. They got their cap situation in really good shape, and they built a stud defense. And they they did, all these stud uh, corners and whatnot. They drafted those guys and hit on them, right? And they did it with Mahomes on his big contract. Yep, they they, they did it. Paul and Akron. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Go Forty ers That's yeah. all I yeah. can say. Watching the game yesterday, like maybe I don't understand the intentional grounding rule. I was kind of upset when, I think it was in the second quarter, mm-hmm. when there was a free runner, came right, nobody even blocked him, right at Patrick Mahomes. He took three steps, drop, and just threw, to, he wasn't out of the pocket because he went straight backwards. There was a receiver within five yards. Now, is that why it wasn't intentional grounding? I mean, yes. nobody, not even Gene Steratore had to come on and tell you why it wasn't intentional grounding. But I thought it was, in, in my mind, but maybe I'm wrong about how, it works. I mean, he took three steps back. He was getting rid of the ball to avoid a sack. I thought that was intentional grounding. So yeah. I maybe you guys could take a look at it 
and then just comment on the air about I, what you thought. There, there was one play where I thought, I'm, I'm not. It's probably the same play. I remember this play when too. he threw yeah. it away. I thought, well, that's got to be grounding. He threw and it then, off to the right, like yeah. a receiver was kind of in the middle of the field, and he went to the right where there nobody, nobody was there. Yeah, and there was a guy chasing him down right away. Yep. By the way, it's also worth pointing out that Lamar Jackson just had like a brain fart and threw the worst interception of all time with seven minutes to go. They just showed it on uh, the Sports Center highlights. Like, throwing it into triple coverage to Isaiah Likely. Yeah, not a good idea. Like another one where like the Ravens are moving the ball down the field and he just like he's playing Madden. He hit the wrong button by accident and he threw it to a guy that was triple covered. I don't know what Likely's doing, by the way, calling for the football. That's wild, too. That's probably why Lamar threw it to him, right? Like, his receiver put his arm in the air, like, oh, that guy must be open. Throws As the ball's in the air, there are three Chiefs just waiting there for it. And then, that was that the one you just referenced about Gene Steratore? Like saying that's the one, yeah. That he got he got hit. That's the foul okay. happened after the interception. Okay, I didn't hear that happen, but I had people in the room that were like asking, "What are you talking about?" To, to Gene Steratore. That's the so one. That was the one that I guess. Yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs. Like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yep. Yep. Mahomes, 241 on a touchdown. Just looking at the... Defending champs to reach the Super Bowl. They're looking to be the first back-to-back champs since the Patriots in 2004-2005. Here's a fun question you know for you. Only three quarterbacks have made the Super Bowl in the last 10 years for the AFC. It's only in the last three. I said it was six in the last 20. It's three in the last 10. It's, it's only Brady, Mahomes. It's Brady and Mahomes. And Burrow. And Burrow with one, and the rest of them are Brady and Mahomes. Yeah. That makes it more annoying. Every year I've got to watch one of those two in the Super Bowl. Yep. I, can't, I can't get a, a fresh-looking matchup any time. Well, this is one spot where I am conflicted because the person that's probably the most upset about Patrick Mahomes potentially winning a lot of Super Bowls is Tom Brady, and I should wrap <laughs> myself in that blanket because yeah. that'll make me feel better. It's the only, yeah, it's the only uh, angle you could take. I, I was ready for this as uh, something to get into today, and maybe we will. We'll get another call here. Over under, if Reed and Mahomes stay together as long as Brady and Belichick did, how many Super Bowls? Hmm. Eight? It'll be more. I, I would... Uh, they, if, they'll go to or win? Win. I mean, go to, I would already Man. put them at more. I mean, winning, that's a lot, even still. Like, I know... So they're about to go to their fourth. Yeah. Right? You go. got them... But to, they got to win the game. I mean, they still got to win six more. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's a task. No. The two, Brady and Belichick won six together. So, sorry, right. Brady and won seven. That's Mahomes right. and Reed already have two. Yeah. This would be Three. Three. They've been together how many years? Although, to be Bra- fair, De- Belichick and Brady won three in their first four years together, didn't they? Okay, and then they were together for... And then they went seven years without one. I'm just, I'm just pointing out, like, we oh, probably... Okay, I'm asking probably you... would have been... I, I might at, say no. I might say I'm no. asking you. You give Mahomes and Reed the same number of years. You wouldn't put them over six? I definitely would. Definitely. I might be around six. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this drought they're about to go through. We need I'm, it. Just, I'm just saying, like at some point, that probably was said about the Patriots, wasn't it? They won three out of four, and didn't people think that they were about to win ten 
And then they went seven years before winning the next one. Maybe. I feel like they Actually, it might have been longer than that. Well, how long did they go between their third? How long did the did Brady and Belichick go between their third and fourth Super Bowls? Wasn't it like a decade that they went? Because they lost two to the Giants. Yep. And their one next them, one came against the Falcons. One of those is a perfect season. They beat the Falcons. That's what I mean. Was that the next Super Bowl they won after they won in? It was a ten year. It was a ten year gap. They went ten years in between right. without winning a Super Bowl. Do you want to put a bet on the bet board right now? Will Reed and Mahomes have a ten year drought? I mean, they won't. Andy Reid will probably retire before that. I wouldn't bet them to have a 10-year drought. No way. I guess the difference is there, you know, Brady wasn't putting up Mahomes' production in those first three Super Bowls, right? Like, Mahomes is playing at a higher level than Brady was until Brady got to, like, his 30s. Right. And the second part of it is Brady constantly had change in their offense because they were a defensive-led team yeah. with, with Belichick. And... Here, the Chiefs, Reed and Mahomes are, you know, together forever. Yeah. Unless unless Reed retires Reed, this Reed, year, which right. is something Adam Schefter did speculate. That's that's really actually where it hurts Mahomes, right? That he he began with Reed when Reed was already like such an established veteran coach. Had they had, had, the, had their timelines matched up where Reed was like a young hot coordinator getting the job as Mahomes became his quarterback, I mean, I then then I would feel especially more comfortable doing it. Saying that he'd win more than six. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Larry, we'll get to you on the other side. If you can stick with us, please do. We're just up against it right now. Grumble with us. Be mad with us. Grumble Monday. Grumble Monday. Also, got to get to Dan Campbell. I know, right? There's gonna be a lot of yelling about fourth downs. Well, the the, the Lions just had themselves a Ken Dorsey game, huh? Like bunch of drops. Yep. Bunch of mistakes. And blame the coach. Dorsey got a job. Joe Brady, did. Yeah. Joe Brady's the Bills' offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey's the Browns' offensive coordinator. I think he could work really well there. I'll explain why. Um, the Bills' defensive coordinator decision is interesting, to say the least. What they're going to do. They're interviewing guys. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The question is, will they give anybody play-calling duties? That's the million-dollar question about the Bills and defensive coordinator. Because if McDermott doesn't want to give that up, he severely limits the caliber of candidate that he can get. Because he'll just be the defensive coordinator again. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe on a Monday. We're grumbling. We'll try to have some fun along the way. I'm sure we will on WGR. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Opening touchdown for the Chiefs. That one on Kyle Hamilton. Pretty, yeah, pretty, good, one. pretty good player. Yeah. And Mahomes and Kelsey do it again. Kelsey is now the number one pass catcher in postseason history. He passed Jerry Rice in the first half, right? Mm, yeah. And they threw to Kelsey all day. Yeah, don't I know it? I had the uh, I had the under 61. On, on his yards? Uh-huh. That went away pretty quick. He, he had it, I think, at like the 10-minute mark of the second quarter. He he had it. 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, and I had already lost. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Boy, the Chiefs-Ravens game, three touchdowns in the first four possessions, and then that was it. 16 possessions after that without a touchdown from those two teams. Defense, the order of the day for those two, and 
you know, it's funny. Like we, we the Chiefs are back there again. So there's like this this feeling that they're inevitable or unbeatable. They are very beatable, and yet AFC teams just aren't beating them in the postseason. Whether that's coaching, which I think it's a lot of it. Andy Reid, Steve Spagnolo, both great coaching jobs. They beat Baltimore seventeen to ten. Jeremy and Joe taking your calls on it. If you want eight oh three oh five fifty, we've yet to dip into the Dan Campbell and fourth down discourse because, well, <laughs> got spicy last night. Dan Campbell had all the right answers in his post game presser. We'll, we'll play some of his uh, mm-hmm. his post game stuff. It was great. He was great. I find it impossible to not to root for him. I feel like. Uh, He's, good, he's a real good coach. He's about to lose his offensive coordinator, which stings. Yep. Because yep. ben, ben Johnson, even in a loss, called a great game for them. The Lions the Lions got the drops he's like the Bills did against the Chiefs. I mean, Jamison Williams drop in the end zone. Josh Reynolds, two massive drops that led directly to punts mm-hmm. or turnovers. Rough for the Lions to lose that game. Really rough. Do you know who's uh, likely to re- replace Ben Johnson? By the way, did you see him? I think they showed him on the on the telecast yesterday. I did not. I did not realize, or maybe I had seen it and just forgotten that Mark Brunell was their quarterback coach. Okay. And who is uh, Antoine Randall the receivers coach? Just like former players are just all over their coaching staff. So Brunell yeah. might be the next guy that's in charge of that offense. We've got Sal coming up at eight. Eric Washington leaves the Bills to be defensive coordinator in. Chicago. I saw reports he will not be calling plays, though. Mm-hmm. So he'll go with uh, Matt Eberflus in Chicago. The Bills elevate Joe Brady, permanently law offensive coordinator. and uh, They didn't really have much of a search. No, that's right. That's right. And we'll see what they do with defensive coordinator. The, the favorite is Bobby Babich, but he's been interviewed by other teams as well. And if the Bills are unwilling to give play calling duties, then they're going to have a tough time keeping coaches, is what I would say. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll talk about it with Sal at 8 o'clock. More of your calls, 803-0550. Larry in South Florida. Good morning, Larry. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. So that vaunted Chiefs defense, if I recall, we moved the ball on them. We scored a lot in the first – well, not a lot, but enough in the first half to have a 17-13 lead at the end of the half. We only scored one more touchdown. But they can be scored on. You know, unfortunately, we didn't when it mattered. We had the ball in the 27-2-minute warning. And I still think big mistake, like you said, to kick that field goal because, you know, they had a minute 48 left and two timeouts. It's useless. I would have just taken a couple short passes over the middle, killed the clock a little bit more, and I wouldn't even have kicked the field goal because we know our record in overtime. I would have gone for the kill shot late in the game, but that was a week ago, so we got to move on. So I'm hoping that since I guess the report was that McDermott reports directly to the ownership, as does Bean. So, like you said, Bean probably doesn't have the authority to get rid of him. I, I, you guys know I've been calling for months. I don't want him here anymore, but that's not going to change anything, especially if he won't give up play-calling duties to the defensive coordinator. I, I just think there's a control issue there, and that makes me a bit nervous with the guy. But I'm hoping that those two watch that game intently, watch Zay Flowers, and I hope they came away with three things. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And there's two that I want. I would do what I would have to do because you were going to probably lose both our safeties and have a a little bit of cap freedom. You're going to probably rework Allen's contract, figure out a way to rework Vaughn Miller's contract or get rid of him somehow, free up some money. I would spend the money on T. Higgins. Um, Diggs is still your number one. Higgins would be your number two. We put Shakir in the slot. And my number one pick, the best receiver available, I want a big – fast guy 
and that would replace our Gabe Davis. And hopefully this guy doesn't drop a ball every week or fumble every week. So that's where I'm headed. After that, rebuild the defense. But I want Higgins and the number one receiver, maybe even in the first round or maybe even in the second round. After that, all your other picks, defensive line, safety, cornerback, linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. Do what you need to do. So that's where I'm headed. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, thanks, Larry. There's a lot of different ways to put together the wide receiver puzzle. Everyone's going to have their own favorite puzzle. Mine does not include a big free agent signing. That's not the way I would put it together. And I, I, don't, yeah. think, I don't think the Bills can either. I mean, Higgins is like a $20 million guy, and they, you know, the salary cap isn't real, finger quotes, they say. The number one place that it's real is when it comes to the free agent market. What, what can you give? How much can you restructure? How much space can you have? Mm. You know, salaries would go for receivers to $45 million if there were no cap, but there is a cap, and teams have to keep it in. And if the Bills were the only team available, could they put together the room and move things around and get even more aggressive? Sure. In that spot, the salary cap's maybe not real. But for T. Higgins, my guess is he's just going to go get paid somewhere big time. Yeah. And if I'm the Bills, I mean, Larry, you know, you mentioned Zay Flowers. That's a rookie that came in and produced. Why, right. do, I, why do I need to spend all the money? The best wide receiver on both of those teams yesterday was a rookie. Like Rashi Rice. Rice didn't do a ton, but he led them – well, at least above the receivers. He had eight catches on the day, and Flowers had those giant plays for the Ravens. You know, he yep. made the mistake on the goal line, but other like those were the two receivers in the game that were the most productive. And do the by o- far. Do the other championship game. Those are drafted guys. Amonra St. Brown, drafted. Jamison Williams, two drafted. touchdowns. Yep. yep. First round pick. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Draft yep. pick, draft pick. Yeah. These are all guys that were taken in the first, second. I think Amonra St. Brown was a fourth round pick, maybe. But Ayuk, yeah, right, right. Like these these guys were were drafted relatively high. I think Ayuk was a second round pick. The be, the only uh, what was the the big free agent, uh, you know, play of the game would have been uh, Valdez Scantling on the final oh, play. First. Sorry, Ayuk was a first. Ayuk was a first. Ayuk's yeah, a first. first, right? Debo's a second. Then yes, yeah, okay, yeah, because he that he went in the second with like Metcalf and AJ Brown, Jamison Williams yeah. first. Yep, yep. Flowers first. Rice second. St. Brown was I mean, the Rashad only one Bateman. Was the top two. Rashad Bateman first. Yeah. Beckham first, even though he didn't have a big impact. What the Bills need is they need to draft receivers so they can have five years for cheap and not be talking about how they're going to rework everybody. So my favorite idea for the Bills will involve drafting one in the first round and probably one in the second or the third round. And when, yep. when we talk about the puzzle, how to put it together, like over the weekend, you know, I read a little bit about what – retweet and highlights of this guy or this guy and i saw i forget who it was somebody wrote like oh that's a nice player but he's a little bit too much like Diggs. i think they're going to want somebody who's better with contested catches and it's important not to get crossed up on what contested catches actually are stefan Diggs, his entire nfl career has been an elite contested catch receiver elite and the best in the league at contested catches if you go down the list it is not a bunch of mike evans mm-hmm. tall guys it's consistently regular players, smaller mm-hmm. guys. Devonta Smith is a great contested catch guy. Mm-hmm. How big is he? He's got he's got like the smallest arms in the league. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, if you're talking about fifty fifty balls, that's where I'm going to say no thanks. I got a quarterback that doesn't throw fifty fifty balls. He throws laser beams to guys that are open, and I need guys that can get open. I need guys that are so good that defenses play them differently. And a fifty fifty catch guy. How's that guy get played differently if he's covered all the time? All right, we'll cover him there. And 
you want to throw your 50-50 balls, that's fine. Um, but whatever. Like I said, there's a million different puzzle pieces and ways yeah. to put it together. If they signed T. Higgins, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm mad about it. I just wouldn't get my hopes up on any sort of big money receiver. We had this. I had this also over the weekend about Michael Pittman. Pro Football Focus put him as a potential spot for the Bills, and it's $23 million a year. His yep. his spot track market value. I would prepare for no receivers in free agency outside of hopefully another Emmanuel Sanders, which was one year six million when they did it back then. So thanks for uh, thanks for the call, Larry. I'm with you, of course. I want to just temper expectations on the idea they can sign a big money receiver. I don't think they can do it. And the Chiefs are maybe going to draft one and sign one. So like, if you want two, you know, to to match what they do. If if that's what they do, I mean, they don't have really many needs on defense other than they got to pay Chris Jones, so they might want to do that. If they don't, they'd probably be in the defensive line market. But they're they're gonna they're gonna go get two receivers this off season for sure. Yep. But around Ray, Rishi Rice and they, I mean the the Bills have their holes right safety and defensive line. I mean a little bit of that maybe more defensive line because what like they missed on Boogie Basham maybe are like you miss a couple of picks here and there defensively. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, I'm like looking at their draft history. Like, how did they how did they get to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, they built the elite defense after trading Tyreek Hill, and they just didn't miss. They didn't miss. I mean, Willie Gay Jr. in the second round starts. McDuffie, Sneed is a draft pick. Nick Bolton in the second round. Brian Cook in the second round starts for them at safety. Karloftis, who made a big play yesterday to get Lamar Jackson. Like Every time they make they they've swung at defense in the last like three drafts they've they've hit to different degrees and then they mix in you know your Pacheco's later and like draft wise in the last couple of years like maybe that's where the Chiefs deserve the most credit for why they're back here is they were able to trade Tyreek Hill and get to back to back Super Bowls and you know different reasons maybe last year versus this year this year a lot of it is their defense was so good and the whole thing was pretty much just drafted and developed. Eight oh three oh five fifty two Mo in New Jersey. Hey Mo. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Mo. Um, this is. I mean, that little segue was actually kind of perfect as to why I called. I was actually calling to talk about McDermott, but let's. And I can lump, you know, Bean into this now. I, I mean, I love these guys. They definitely transformed the culture of this 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 team, and they made it what it is, right? But. I really wanted to call last week towards the end of the week, but I just didn't get a chance. I wanted to know if there was an outcome of this game that could have impacted what you think of the job McDermott does. Meaning, like, let's just say the Ravens did win, and obviously they did it. But if they beat the Chiefs, which we couldn't do on our own home turf, would that have maybe you, you would have lost some more confidence in the job that McDermott has done? And being, because let's be honest, because – he has hit on some draft picks, but not all of them. Right? There's, there's a handful of picks that we can go down and say, miss, 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 miss. And with the way our salary cap is going forward, we can't afford to miss on these draft picks. And the coaching, I, just, I think it needs to be better in general. Like our defense has just let us down in the biggest situations, and this is what you know, McDermott is known for. And during the regular season, he's a great coach. But in these, the biggest moments, I just feel it's failed us, right? And I can't help but get over it. And now, like, we just can't beat this guy Mahomes. Like, we're looking at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick 2.0 in the face. And we have the guy who can compete with them. We just can't get over that hump. 
So the question is, like, do we feel any different about McDermott? Yes. I mean, obviously, the, the Chiefs won. Give them all the credit in the world mm-hmm. because I did not think they were beating the Ravens. So, you know what? Maybe maybe that gives me more confidence because we we I think we put up a better fight against the Chiefs than the Ravens. And the Ravens looked so bad yesterday. What if I told I mean, you I on that? I mean, careful. The Ravens forced five punts of the Chiefs. The Bills didn't force what well, they forced one. Yeah. The Ravens yards per play was considerably better than the Bills against the Chiefs. Like what the Ravens had was colossal mistakes. A fumble at the goal line, an interception in the end zone, but they moved the ball on the Chiefs better than the Bills did. And they stopped them a bunch of times. So, I mean, if you're you're asking me if I think that the Bills looked better against the Chiefs than the Ravens did, I'm not so sure I agree. I mean, the Ravens looked lost because of the killer mistake. If Zay Flowers doesn't fumble into the end zone, mm. we're looking at 17-17, tie game. I mean, the Bills, the Bills played a game. Here's another way to put it. Again, the injuries are a very important part here. But how many, how many drives did the Chiefs have in the Bills game? Was it eight? The Bills had eight drives. I think, Chiefs, it, was, I think it was the same for the Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs had yeah. eight drives. In the Baltimore game, the Chiefs had one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten drives. Two more possessions. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the Bills played that game, they played to limit Mahomes' possessions, and he right. put up 27. Right. The Ravens played, let's play some football, didn't run it enough, gave Mahomes 10 drives, and he put up 17. So, now nah, I don't really think the Bills had a better plan or played better. A lot of it's, the, the, a lot, a lot it's injury-based. So you didn't get the full, healthy Bills defense. So Yeah, that's that's a big difference. For because sure. the Ravens defense is legitimate, was legitimately better that's right. than, than the Bills were. That's right. So, what does that make me feel about McDermott? I, I don't really have anything. What I've got on McDermott is... I've got a guy that got smoked in this last game. Maybe it's because of injuries. But in three postseason games against Mahomes, some of those they've been hurt, some of those they haven't been hurt, they haven't sacked him one time. And I'm not even sure the Ravens got to him either because they didn't have any answers for a lot of that game. No, no they sacked they, him. They would get, they would get got him a couple times they, in the they, second they half. They sacked him twice for 11-yard losses. Yeah. And they forced five second-half punts. So... They have a healthy defense. The Ravens, it really just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough early, right? Like, they they had what until the third quarter. Was it even the fourth quarter? Like, the big Zay Flowers bomb that came, yeah, in the, in the, in the last minute of the third quarter. They went into the last minute of the third quarter with one drive. Like, one real drive at that point. So many punts. They had the one fumble on... You know, they're, they're, it was like a four-play drive. It was Jackson when he got when he got hit from behind yeah. by Carl Loftus. But, you know, like, I guess at the end of the day, like, the, the yards per play looks like, and the explosive plays were there from the Ravens. That, that, that's a huge thing. The Bills talked about it a lot. But the Bills at least had, like, some sustainability with their drives. The Ravens' offense just didn't show up until the game was already a 10-point game. Well, I mean, sustainability... W- w- What's, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I don't. I didn't love the Bills' game plan. So like I don't want to give them too much. They credit definitely for it, did but, what they set out to do, which was keep the ball and keep the Bills had five ten play drives. But like the Ravens, after their second drive, went for a touchdown. They had a fumble on their fourth play. Then they went punt, 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 punt. Yeah. Like I. I think I need. I needed more from that offense because that offense has been good all year. Has been great. All year long, I, I knew, I thought, I was pretty sure their defense was going to look like that 
against Mahomes. I think the the my big issue with the Ravens is that it took them till basically the fourth quarter to really start moving the ball consistently. Well, the Bills' offense and the Ravens' defense beats the Chiefs. I think is what we're looking yes. at. Yes. Even though the Ravens' offense had a better yards per play, the Chiefs' yeah. yards per play against Baltimore was four point four. Against the Bills, that was seven point seven yards yeah. yards per play. I mean, what did they really do well yesterday offensively? Like not much. Kelsey had a good first half, and yeah. that was like and it. Mahomes scrambled. Mahomes scrambled. The one where he got away and threw like a lob ball to Kelsey for a diving catch, and at that point, it's just like they're gonna, they're just, of course, they're gonna win this game, huh? Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. We're grumbling on a Monday. Sal's joining us at uh, eight. We'll get into the Bills' coaching decisions. What's going to happen at defensive coordinator and uh, Joe Brady getting the job full time? I've got a I've got a idea for you for Joe Brady. We'll get to the top of the hour. You can give us a call. Happy Monday. It's a dreary. Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl Monday, and we're just you know, ugh, stinks. We still haven't gotten to Dan Campbell. Who wants to yell about Dan Campbell? I'm ready. Give us a phone call. Want to yell about uh, the Niners come, at some point? Come too. yell about Dan Campbell with us if you, if that's your speed. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Purdy is under center. They give it to Christian off the right side. Cutback. Touchdown! CMC! Niners win. Chiefs win. We're late. David, John, right to us. When we get back, Jeremy and Joe, sorry about that. Ben Johnson now can get his job. Also Mm -hmm. interviewing today is uh, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, maybe for the commanders as well. Commanders have two real nice candidates to choose from, having waited this long. Travis Kelsey breaks the record for postseason receptions in 21 games. Yeah. he And Jerry Rice did it in 29 games. So Kelsey not only has Rice's record, he has it, well, he has the record in fewer games. Jeremy and Joe, I want to talk to you about Joe Brady's job and what his job is. Because the way I want to say it, Joe, is, uh, well, you might say I'm asking a lot. But I feel like that's what we have to ask of Joe Brady. Yep. I'll get to that next on WGR.